Um. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown at the Open Championship in Northern Ireland today. J.B. Holmes at 5-under with a 66 opening round. The lead by one over Ireland's Shane Lowry and by two over a group of 13 players, which includes Brooks Kepka and Sergio Garcia. Tiger Woods a 7-over 78 today. Baseball, the Phillies get a split of their four-game series with the Dodgers. Bouncing ball, fair, pass first and down the line. The Phillies lead. Segura and Harper are both home, and Hoskins has put the Phils on top, 7-5. to five. Scott Fransky on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Reese Hoskins' two-run double in the seventh powers the Phils to a 7-6 to six win. The Dodgers were upset after Phillies reliever Hector Neris got the save and then yelled while staring into the Dodgers' dugout. Other finals today, the Marlins beat the Padres 4-3. to three. Brian Anderson with a walk-off double in the ninth. The Red Sox shut out the Blue Jays 5-0. Chris Sale's first home win in the regular season for Boston in more than a year. And the Royals beat the White Sox 6-5 to to sweep a four-game series. First of two in New York, the Yankees lead the Rays 6-2 in the eighth. New York manager Aaron Boone ejected for arguing balls and strikes. Mike Trout will play for the Angels tonight against the Astros. He's missed the last three games with a calf strain. Auburn is expecting to get a formal notice of allegations from the NCAA after the sentencing of former basketball assistant coach Juck Person. Coming up on Friday, it's the final day of our NFL summer camp, and what better way to close out camp than by handing out some superlatives? Plus, can the hometown boy rebound at the Open Championship? Go look and wingo Friday, 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right, it's Thursday night, it's Beer Show Night here on Score North on 1500. Of course, we are also online at scorenorth.com. And don't forget about the Score North mobile app, available both on uh, Android, as I have, or uh, you know the, the finest technology possessed in 2014, my Samsung phone. I uh, like that. Well, you know, I have the Score North app downloaded. Is that Samsung phone, is that the one that you can't take on planes anymore because it lights up? Is that... It's a, it's a safety hazard, is yes. that what you're trying to say? Yeah. So that's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, and my name is Chris Reavers. It feels weird that we... It feels like we haven't been here for a while, but we were here last week. I'm I'm, I'm confusing that with the, 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 the previous couple of weeks. Yeah, that we, were we had a studio. couple out of... So it's been... Because uh, that 4th of yeah. July thing threw us off. So I, I, the, what I wanted to get into right away and we we do have we have an action-packed show with some really cool guests and some really cool things to discuss beer related cigar related as we go on through the hour which i i i knew you would love which is why i wanted to book those guys because they're really cool guys um do you realize what we'll be doing a month from now 35 days till the state fair starts i am i right i for the yes okay i looked that up on my phone when you started saying for the first time this morning you know because you plan out you as denny green used to say you plan your work, you work your plan. Yeah, of course. I started looking at the calendar of things upcoming, and you know me, I, you know I'm involved with baseball with my boys sure. and my own team and everything else. And I started going, oh, oh my god, we're a month away from the state fair. Days Isn't that crazy? To th- it, it, this summer is, go- you know, I, th- I'm going to make a very unpopular statement. No, don't do this. When you have kids. Summers are way harder than the school year. The school year, you have this defined thing. You have kids a regiment. Yes, I have, will agree with that. My kids, one of my kids has gymnastics that starts every morning at eight o'clock. Uh huh. You try to wake up an eleven-year-old girl at seven thirty or seven o'clock on a Monday morning in summer uh-huh. when they went to bed at eleven o'clock. Oh, they yeah. don't want to go to gymnastics no, at eight a.m. No, Everything, no. but thirty-five days to the state fair. I am truly. I love the state fair. You know it. Oh, I know you do. And it's going to be different for you because you don't. You won't have to do the the podcast. Obviously, but it's going to be great. Oh, because I'm only going to be out there a couple of days this time, as opposed to being out there for the entire run. Yes. Which again, anybody roofing a house or you know driving a truck in this weather isn't going to be shedding a tear. But but when you're out there every day, it just. It, it doesn't, it's not as much fun those last couple of days sure. because you've been out there for the entire time. So what else? Um, today is the 18th on what? The 8th is the first preseason football game. Is that what it is? August 8th? Uh, sure. 
I mean, that's 20 days away, right? Yeah. I mean, we're we're right there. It's all happening right now. I know, I know. But but I am looking forward to um, all of the different characters and the the ambiance of of us doing the show out there because it's fun. I love it's it. It's a blast. We get the we get the super loaded pre concert crowd that rolls by our rolls by our booth and starts screaming at us to play music and whatnot. We have to look to see what concerts are set for Thursdays. Hopefully, a country concert, as I've said before. I th- country concerts bring out the best in everybody. That is true. We should we should look that up because I think one of the days. Is um is what's what what's his what's his face? Uh yes, I don't know. John Legend. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, you know what we had that was really crappy last year. We had the Impractical Jokers. Oh, come to the that's Fair. I'm like, right. What could they possibly be doing at the State Fair? Because we had the conversation. Uh, my wife will on occasion just she'll DVR it and then yeah. watch it. And I th- why are you watching this nonsense? It's not funny. You know. And they remember they offered us those guys as guests. No, oh, I don't yeah. remember. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Tim and John will swing by. and They're no. fine guys, right? Sure, I, they're I building I, a good empire yeah. on, on Comedy Central. My kids, will, my kids will say, let's watch this. And I'll look at my yeah. kids like, you're not so bright, are you? All right, Jonathan has info for okay, us. What do you Here's got? your uh, Thursday music guest. Oh, here we fair. go, here yeah. we go. Starting off with Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, okay, all right. Love it. You Absolutely. know what that'll be. By the way, you know what that'll be. Yeah, That'll be good scenery. Yeah, because that's crossover. That's going to be both country. Oh yeah. Although when he plays with the blowfish, he doesn't do country. He does his old but stuff. But he'll do he'll do wagon wheel with the blowfish. You think so? Why not? Sure. It's okay. Hootie. Yeah, that's a good point. And then the other one is an artist named Logic. Oh, I can't wait to see Logic. Is that L O G Q? No, he actually is a big deal. (laughs) But he's okay. How do you spell? How do you spell logic? It's got to be something more than just L O G I C. Yeah, oh, it is just okay. It's just plain old logic. He's very huge with the eighteen to what thirty year old. Are you pretending like I don't know who logic is? Okay, name (laughs) one logic song without looking at your phone. You fraud. I couldn't name one song of any band that I love. Like I I listen to Rush every single day. Hey, Jonathan, do you have that? Go back to Hootie. I want to know who's opening up for Hootie. If anybody is. It said the special guest is the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, oh local band. Mm-hmm. No. They're from here, aren't no, they? No, they're not. Bare Naked Ladies, don't they sing that song? That, uh, isn't that the really six, deep five, song? 651 <laughs> Give us a call. Let us know where the Bare Naked Ladies are from. Yeah, they're not, they're not from here, are they? I thought, they, they, I thought no. there was a connection. Isn't there a local tie are with they, the Bare are, Naked Ladies? Are they ladies? from Duluth? Is that what it is? Maybe? No, you're no. thinking of Trampled by Turtles. Yes. That's what you're but Bare Naked Ladies, they sing that one song. That, don't they have that really deep voice? Like, once there was a kid. No, who... that's the Crash Test Dummies. Oh. Then who are bare oh naked my ladies? God. We are really <laughs> okay, firing on all cylinders. Up. Bare <laughs> naked. Oh, it's came out beer. Crazy bare naked ladies. Will you stop typing naked in your phone? We have no idea what's going to uh, yeah, pop up. Yeah. Good thing this isn't. Oh yeah, I misspelled bare naked. But well, that'll be yeah. fun because yeah. Uh, now, Jonathan, are you going to be on site with us for yes. the for the state fair? Okay, here's what you need to do. Okay. Because I don't. You weren't with us last summer for the fair. Because that was no, that I still was Manny. Because yep. you were still here running the board, of yep. course, yeah. So the beer show at the fair kind of takes on a life of its own. Yep. Where you get past the you know the fun kind of festive afternoon crowd with mom and dad and yeah. the kids to where did all these people come we're from? Light it up a little bit, you know, at the end <laughs> to the pre-concert crowd, which is a blast. It, it really is. In fact, the very first year. Remember the kid that just literally walked on stage with us? Yes, and you had to like go <laughs> bounce him out of there. I was in the midst of interviewing whoever it was. And he just walked right up on I, stage. And I literally grabbed him by the back of the shirt and threw him off the stage. Yeah. And Mike looked at me and went, that was the coolest and, thing and I've ever seen. And you continued to talk. I you, never you stopped. Did, yeah, you I never stopped. Pause. We I did had not to, pause. You know what we should do is pl- we should plan a party. So the next couple of weeks coming up, you yeah. know, it's 35 days away, we should plan a party and say, hey, let's buy some beers for somebody. You know, I bet you anything, people like Giggles... Oh, yeah. Right? We could say, hey, Giggles is going to buy uh, 50 people that come with us to the beer show, buy them some beers. That Giggles would do that in a heartbeat. You think so? Hey, why wouldn't they? <laughs> Jonathan? Their naked sa- ladies are from Ontario. Yeah, Ontario. And you know what? Their, their, their big song is If I Had a Million Dollars. Remember? If I Had yeah, of course a Million I do. Dollars. I just sang on the radio. They also did, they did the Big Bang Theory theme song. Yes. Yeah, they did that one, too. Oh, well, that's well, probably hey, the one they made the most Canada, money. America's hat. <laughs> there you go. Ontario, too. Yeah. Okay, let's step aside for a brief moment, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, we are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. That's Mike Fredoloni. I'm Chris Reavers. This is The Beer Show.
Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fred Aloni. We now welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. That means it's time for the weekly beer run here. They own the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Michael. In uh, South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd, and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan is here this evening. Hello, sir. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. We're uh, we're past 4th of July. We're kind of grinding into the final, I hate saying this, but the final third stretch of the summer year yeah uh but things don't wind down this time of the year for 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 the beer consumer no i mean especially we've had a lot going out on at the white bear store lately you know every thursday night we're doing these beer shows but white bear has their market fest down there that's sure. always really awesome there's so much lake activity going on out in that area and people got, out and about yeah exactly yeah and white bear just turned four four years old by the way Can you no. believe that yeah wow. is that true wow yeah. it just seems like yeah so yes, we've had some some fun celebrating that, is that crazy. with the with the crew over there so yeah, it's been, well. Happy it's, anniversary, it's man! That's Thank awesome. You. That's really cool. It. So, um, I, I'm curious: does how much does weather play into the the buying habits of people? Because it's been we're in a stretch now where it's been warmer yeah. than 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 not normal, but it's been warmer. So, do we see an increase, or is it really tough to gauge? It is somewhat difficult to gauge. I will say that you know, there, I think there was a lot of pent up demand because that spring kind of wasn't. Oh, wasn't it was so awful. Fast, you yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. So we saw once the weather really broke and and was consistent, consistently hot. We've seen some some really good numbers at both stores, and you know if it rains, I mean it's gonna it's gonna impact it a little bit. But I mean, when it rains, people want something to do, right? So sure. it's, just, it's just like when it's like it's it's hard to say. We never really know what's gonna happen. It seems like extremes typically affect us, uh, especially with the cold. Maybe sometimes in a positive way. You know, if it's if it's gonna be twenty below in February, you'd think it'd be dead, right? But then all of a sudden you realize people are, you know, they want They're to stop hunkering up. down, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and the same thing can happen with uh, yeah. with heat. So it's it's difficult to gauge. Sometimes it surprises you, but you know, good weather never hurts. No, so we're we're really happy that we're having a nice stretch here. It looks like next week should be great too. What's so. the one thing that sells at your shop that anytime someone buys it, you think really? You're gonna buy another pink oh shot, you know? Yeah, let's out, let's <laughs> no, out a dedicated. No, there, there's gotta be that, something man. like where every time someone's buying like peppermint schnapps, you look at them like, what? You know, come on, you're 22. You stop drinking that. That when they're not buying, I'm surprised. And this is a kind of a shameless segue here, but Abel. Abel beer, right? Yes, like, they should be buying Abel. They're not buying yeah. Abel. Professionally done, young man. Professionally there's done. There's a problem, and then <laughs> we happen to have Abel. In studio with us tonight, we've got John and Bridget representing. These guys have got a lot going on. How you guys doing? Good. Good. So uh, for those that are unfamiliar with Able Brewing Company, uh, walk us through kind of the history of, of, of where you guys were, where you guys are at right now. So Able Brewing is in northeast Minneapolis. Um, we're about where we'll be four years old this fall. And we're, uh, you know, we're one of the breweries in town. Yeah. And when you guys when you guys first started, what, remind me because I know we've had we've had you guys on before. Um, the part of Northeast that you guys did, are you guys are still in the same location when you guys launched? Yep, correct? Quincy and Broadway. That's yep. what I thought. That's, that's what the I thought. arts district, right? Yep. So you guys are right in the heart of it. Oh yeah, yep. It's yeah. it's a it's an awesome neighborhood. There's a bunch of new restaurants in there. Um, our new uh, animales too, or the the barbecue truck behind us. It's the the whole kind of Northeast is really blowing up. And we're just we're participating in that. It's it's awesome up there. Because whenever I have um, friends that come to town, because it, obviously it's probably a sign of my own habits, they go, "Hey, what brewery should I hit up?" Um, oh, great! Clearly, great. Able. I'm the drunk Clearly, of the family. But I always suggest, you know, because everybody wants to see Surly. Okay, sure, you're in, from in town, you want to see Surly. But I say hit up Northeast. Yep. You know, you, you literally can just park or whatever or or uber to that part and then just you can hit up so many different really cool yep. breweries and you guys are obviously one of them yeah and i i mean you know i'm biased but i think that we're that we're in the heart of the the minnesota beer kind of um we're right on the 100%. you, you are yeah. that's not arguable you yeah. are northeast it, is it it's awesome and yeah, i take you guys people are the heart, of the heart right i mean like oh, yeah. you're, i mean it's you go to able you could start at able and branch out to any of those great oh, breweries yeah. in that area Bauhaus, indeed 612 mm-hmm. dangerous man i mean it's it's everybody's up there it's so great. where did you get the you have a very clean looking packaging right the the name is very clean looking what inspired you to name your beer able wow that that is a so so i'm just i'll just tell the whole story of the mm-hmm. kind of how we started right because that that lends to to this so um it just truly was like a a, a friend our, my co-founder casey was living in northern california and he'd lived there a couple times in his life and He'd watch the town of Lodi go from a place that created Zinfandel grapes for export to Sonoma and Napa mm-hmm. for use in blends to like growing these really cool um, brands of their own. And he said, well, could we do that with malt here in, in Minnesota? 
And so that that's kind of was was the genesis of this. And we 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 started to to experiment with malting, and we do a little bit of malting in our facility too. Um, but as we move down the the road, turns out naming a brewery is actually pretty hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, because we, of, be, just strictly from from uh, copyright things well, of that yeah, nature, yeah, yeah, all that, and like, how do you stand out? And we wanted something with, you know, it needed to be easy to say, and we wanted it to be high in the alphabet because, uh, you know, people like Elevated put it in the front of sure. their coolers or their, you know, and I mean, it's you know, oftentimes those are arranged by uh, alphabet. Mm-hmm. So um, we tried to kind of think of that. We wanted really easy um, something that could look really cool on a on a uh, on a whatever. A, the tap sheet. handle, yeah, 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 yeah. and then, um, uh, um, but we also wanted to evoke kind of a, a sense of empowerment because, you know, we're we're going to do something. We're going to um, malt grain and and try to, you know, kind of uh, highlight a little bit of Minnesota agriculture. Okay, wait, wait, okay, stop me. Yeah. What do you malting grain? What do you mean? So beer starts as a small grain in the field, but doesn't it? Right? But everybody buy their malt from they do. Yep, except Not, for you. Yeah. Well, no, we we buy. We would say ninety. Eight percent of our malt, ninety nine percent of our malt from raw malt. Yeah, because they're the they're, they're the malt humongous. experts of the world. Yeah, right? okay. literally the world. Yeah, yeah. And so um, them and Cargill, okay. a little company called Cargill. Sure, I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> yeah. with that. a little okay. startup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. little yeah. mom and pop shop. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, so you did it. You said, hey, we want to do a little bit of this. Yeah, and and we wanted to. I mean, that was just kind of a. I don't know, point of differentiation, something kind of cool, and we just mm-hmm. wanted to see if we could. See frankly. if you, you know what you got to turn this. You keep saying, "See if we could." Why didn't you say, "See if we were able"? Oh yeah, uh, it oh, just yeah. ties right in, right? Yeah. Rivers, yeah. idea number one, show number uh, four thousand four hundred. <laughs> there you go. That's what he's here for. So I hope, hopefully, you brought pens so you can write all of my <laughs> ideas down. down. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, Able Brewing Company, by the guest, the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Two tastings, by the way, per usual this weekend, this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Minneapolis location this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Wiper Lake Store. They are also the beer of the month. Ryan, to you, as a guy that runs two liquor stores, what stands out to you with Able Brewing? Well, I agree with Mike. I think it's just one of the most clean, simple uh, packages that, that that can really stand out in a very busy cooler mm-hmm. space right now. And because let, let me, and I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, but I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that point because I find myself and find myself, you know, when I go into your store, like, okay, wait, I remember hearing about this, you know, because I want to support all those really cool brewers that were kind enough to come on that I enjoyed. But then oftentimes it kind of feels like you're overwhelmed a bit. It does. Yeah. And I think that, that they've kind of nailed it with their branding. That was definitely intentional. Mm -hmm. We wanted to stand out in a busy marketplace. Good. That was yeah part of the, well, you guys accomplished that. And then, you know, of course the beer is incredible. You know, you guys are the only brewery in the state that does any of your own malting at this point. Right. And the name of the, of the company is actually, actually able seed house and brewery. Correct. So, Seed house even comes before the brewery, and it it just shows that they're you know they're they're putting that uh, at the top of their list in terms of priorities and the things that you guys are able to do by utilizing your own grain for your beer. Uh, I'm, I'm sure is just something that that sets you apart as well in the market. And can we talk about how that comes into play? I mean, is it is it something that you do periodically or just for one off beers? Or how how does the, how does your grain that you guys malt come into your 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 beer? Uh, we typically do one-offs uh, right now with our malting uh, because it's we can only do a certain amount. Our our system only allows us to malt so much. So last year we I think had three or four limited releases. We had Party Room, which was a rye IPA, and it was amazing. I think it was one of the staff favorites, and we'll be bringing that back in the fall. Um, but we've also done a rye blonde. We're working on some wheat right now, some white wheat. So, and we also kind of develop these recipes with in mind. If we're able to grow and expand this malting process, we can easily transition our own malts into them. So, so when all- you malt something, because I have no idea of what you're doing, he does, does it, but he'll have an idea. No, but does it taste totally different than the malt you buy from Cargill? I, I, what am I not like? Is it the difference of me making a hamburger at home or buying one at McDonald's? I, I, I is that it or what am I? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair assumption. Okay, I, and, and it was you know for us it was could we could we create a sense of terroir in the beer and that's mm-hmm. something that we're still exploring. We we don't know that for sure, but um, you know we 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 hope so. Cool. We, we, as as that kind of part of the business grows and we're able to focus on it a little bit more. Do you still yeah. envision your guys your, yourselves ever? Uh, Selling your grain to other breweries oh, too? Yeah, we'd love to. Okay. Yeah. We already do, actually. So Bauhaus just recently had a release with featuring some of our 
malts in there. I apologize, Bauhaus. I don't remember the name of the beer, but sure. they uh, whatever they do is great. They had it for yeah. their fifth anniversary party awesome. uh, this last week. Well, and that was one of the things I wanted to ask, and Ryan beat me to it. But you know, because you oftentimes think, yes, there's camaraderie that exists between the breweries, but oftentimes you have to be proprietary of of certain investments that you have made, you know, as as a business. And but it, it but it is cool to see that that's just the outreach. And the communal sense within the the brewery community. I hate using that word, but you know what I'm but saying. It is. It is. I mean, much more than in many other businesses, there is a sense of community, and people are you know generally happy for each other when there's successes, and we help each other when there's failures, for sure. So when you're looking at you know kind of the the, the business model, and you don't need to give away any company secrets here, but how much of it then do you focus on the beer at large, and then this? other part of the business, you know, talking about malting and things of that nature. But that's a very minor part of the business. Okay. I mean, that's that selling beer um, to, to great guys like elevators. Point is, one. Yep. Yep, that's, that's the most important thing. And, and this is kind of an ancillary piece that, you know, like I said, as, as the business grows, we, we hope to, uh, we hope to it's definitely a dif- differentiator though. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep. Yep. And what's cool I, is that when you go to the tap room, you can, you can see the, the yep. malting side of the business. Absolutely. You know, yep. most tap rooms you go to, we've, we've all done brewery tours, tours, right? And we sure. see how that, how that beer process uh, production uh, goes down, but not a lot of us have seen how, how malting works or understand the story or, or just the process in terms of what goes into that. A daddy malt and a mommy malt. That's the only thing I could think of. I have no concept of what you do to malt. Well, and I don't either. And so that leads me to this question, Ryan. How how many different breweries are doing that very thing? I mean, because I I, honestly, this is the first time I can remember that. I don't know of another one that does this. You guys would probably know better than I would. I think we're the only one in the state. I don't know about the country. So why why is that? Why don't I mean? Because is it a cost thing? It's or? A lot of work, probably. Right? Yeah, well, that's it's true. It's a lot too. of work. Okay, it's a, it's a lot of work and trying to and, you know. Frankly, there aren't a whole lot of people that grow small grains you can use in brewing anymore. There's you know there's a lot of corn and beans out there now, so it's it's difficult to find those. People. Even though there's a, obviously a market for it, given how many craft breweries exist right now. Yeah, but those you know I mean, what's the you know how much are they going to sell to RAR or or Cargill to sure. you know I mean that's those facilities are humongous sure. like football fields long sure. to malt grain so yeah. are you uh, what grain are you malting then so um, uh, rye we've malted rye and we've malted wheat okay yeah and so so just a little bit about the process mm-hmm. and you you bring that into the into our facility and there's like a big stainless steel drum and you you wet the grain down and it germinates and when it germinates it creates a little bit of a sugar an enzyme inside the um, the seed creates a sugar, and that sugar is ultimately what you extract during the brewing process that the yeast eats okay. um, to create carbon dioxide and, and alcohol. Hmm. Yeah, we learned something today. Delicious. Yeah, I'm going to try to drink here. Let me quick. I, I want to drink quick so I forget that. Really, yeah, you do that. All right, so let's let's focus now on the beer. Able Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show. Uh, I'm seeing a variety of, of flavors here in front of me. Michael is enjoying. It looks like the. Super giant Belgian ale, uh, golden ale, golden ale. I'm sorry, yeah. my glasses are bad. I'm That's sorry. So, right. so I want to hear some more about very the beer. easy drinking. Very, yeah, very easy drinking. Kind of Star Tribune did a uh, an article a while ago about lawn mowing beers, and this was one of their top mm. recommendations. Wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> yeah. So kind of one of those thirst quenchers on a warm day, and just an easy drinker, all around solid beer. A little more complex than than maybe your typical golden, but it drinks really smoothly and kind of. Has a nice soft finish to they it. They were going to name it Mick Golden Abel, but they didn't. Yeah, well, it was second on <laughs> second. second. <laughs> Sorry, Mick. Who? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. But you know, and you mentioned that it's you, you when you're naming beers. You know, we we've talked about this so many times where people and, and their beers or even their their label as a whole have had to go. Oh crap, we got to rename this thing because we got to cease and desist or whatever. But that yeah. that's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm surprised that nobody people, wants to talk about that. <laughs> I'm surprised what people that, yeah. get away with too sometimes. What do you mean? Just, well, you just see some you see some names of beers that may allude to like uh, a band or, or a song okay. or something like Fruit that. Lopes. Or yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. Or like Star Wars. Who was the brewery that had the, the night from Bud Light come in? Oh, it was local. Ma- uh, it was Modest. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what? They're dilly dilly. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got they got coverage across the country. And it was brilliant for Bud Light, too. Of course yeah. it was. Yeah. So and, okay. And they got a couple Super Bowl tickets out of it, didn't yeah. they? But they gave Did away, they really? Yeah, uh-huh. They gave away to a customer. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this. I don't I don't want to put them on the spot, but I can put you on the spot because we're friends. Right. How many breweries do you think do this because they know they're going to get the exposure the cease and desist or does that not really happen that much i don't know that's it's a good question you never really know what the intention is right but because uh, the modest guys modest, knew that modest, was going to happen may have which is brilliant again it's well, there so i mean how hard is it to say hey we're going to come out with a quick seasonal beer we don't have to make 
$80 billion worth of it. If we get sued about the name, you know, we'll have to be told to stop. And if we just stop, it's not going to cost us anything. It's very little downside to try something like sure. that. Yeah. You know, if it's, especially if it's an in and out naming committee that you've <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right on. All right. So uh, we talked about the, uh, the golden ale. And now over here, I'm seeing First Light American IPA, which I got to believe is probably one of your flagships. Yes. Yeah. It is one of our flagships. Um, oh, this is one of my favorites. We have some really flavorful hops in here. There's Azaka, Eldorado, um, some Falconer Flight, but. Azaka, I think they have my heart. Um, they are really kind of tropical and have a beautiful aroma. And my favorite thing is to just stick the nose, my nose in the glass and smell this beer. Nice. It's really delicious. But it's got, it's juicy, it's dank, but still is pretty crisp and clean. Uh, you're not sitting and chewing on it. It's not overwhelming your taste buds in an unwanted way. So This beer does so well for us at both shops. Really? It, it's a, it's, a, it's a, a really big mover. And... Right now, at seven ninety nine for a six pack, <laughs> a really it's moving number. even That's faster. I mean, the, all of all of the able six packs that we have at our shops right now are seven ninety nine. And that's uh, just kind of unheard of for for beer this good. How it, is it a big mover? I get that it's great beer. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But in that market of IPAs, got a lot of cho- you got five hundred choices elevated, yeah. right? How do how does this beer rise to the top? That's I think that's the the million I mean, does, dollar question, does right? Does Jim like, love what, it? How, I mean, is it, Jim it, drinking it? At, and do you love it at White Bear, or what, does Tom love it at White Bear? Or I what? think the biggest thing is that it's one of those beers that you want to drink again and again. Okay, and and there are a lot of IPAs out there that are kind of just you know people want them for that that one mm-hmm. uh, moment where where it's available or it's new, but then they don't go back to it. So if you can find a beer that gets people. Uh, kind of wanting to stock it in their fridge. Sure. Like you guys could sell twelve packs of this, mm-hmm. and 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 there's not a lot of IPAs locally out there. I think that that can draw that kind of demand. So they've figured something out. I think it's just the drinkability. It's an easy drinker. Yeah. It's a lot easier to drink than a lot. You know, there's not the the bitterness of a lot of hops. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm wondering too. So you you mentioned that they could sell it in a twelve pack if they want to. Is that a is that a choice a brewery just decides to make? Because of production issues, or why? Why is well, that? that's a good question for you guys. I mean, it, when it comes to down to going into a larger package like that, what are the what are the logistical the pros and the cons? Basically, I'm sure their distributor says, "No thanks, don't do it." We're, we're self distributed. Oh, you are. Well, then maybe you guys are fighting <laughs> between each other. Right. <laughs> it's just a little bit more manpower. Uh, if we were to do the boxes, we either would need to get an expensive machine that's going to assemble those boxes for us, or we need people manually boxing them. So. I got it. You ready for a, 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 the rare idea from Reavers, not Mike? Yep. 12 pack rings. Bring them ah, back. Ah. No, don't That'd do that. That'd be fun to carry. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Dropping them guys, all over the parking you guys lot. Use the Snap Tech <laughs> tops, right? Do yeah. they do 12 pack versions of that? I don't think I've ever seen them. I haven't either. No, okay. I've never seen them. They would break and fall <laughs> right, over yeah, the yeah. place. Uh, I, before we forget, though, I want a, a Better Selves IPA. This is the one that Ryan's uh, sipping on over here. Yeah. Tell me oh, about it. It's delicious. Um, this is our newest kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's kind of being a little bit incorporated into our core brands. So it's sticking around for a while at least. Um, but this is just a light summer crushable IPA. Um, we're using some newer school hops in here that are a little more tropical, a little more floral. Um, it's also unfiltered. So you're getting a little bit of that cloudy, Sounds cloudiness like it's right up your to alley. It. Um, yes, it does. But it's lower IBUs, lower ABV, um, just a solid summer crusher, and or any time crusher. All right. What were you going to say, John? No, it's my favorite summer beer right now. Let's yeah. My of, of all of the beers at my brewery that I drink, that's that's the one I'm going to right <laughs> so now. So it's pink and silver, pink, silver, and white, right? The can. Yep. Um. What? Who said? Hey, this is a very male beer. It's an IPA, right? It's crushable. Who said let's put pink on it? Is that just to stand out in the market or was that thought of? So one of the other founders, Casey, sent off kind of, I don't know, what he was vibing on at the time. Some some artistic ideas for him. And our art, the person who does a lot of the artwork for us sent this back. And we did have a long conversation about the pink mm-hmm. and who, you know, who it's going to market to. And we we questioned whether it would make people feel uncomfortable about their masculinity. Yeah, would, it, would it work both ways? Would yeah. people say, I want to try it because it's pink or you not what, try though? it because it's pink? As a guy that, that prefers the, 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 not lighter, but the hazier or the, uh, the, the, the lower IBU, right. is that what yeah, I'm looking for? Bitter, okay. yeah. Not as bitter. 
I would associate that color with that style ah, of beer. So when I'm grabbing one off the shelf, by that's what I do. Nice. Um, but that's seriously, that's what I would. And I don't know if that was done by design, but I inherently would think that looking at that can. So Casey's very much are my co-founder. Casey's very much an artist, and this was. It, I, it probably wasn't that deep. It was like, hey, I, this is going to kind of be a cool color. Mm. I want to put this color on the can. <laughs> I was attracted probably. to it right off the bat. I thought, oh, that's cool. I'd want to be the guy holding that, right? That's cool to me. But what I think Reverse had, it's, I didn't even think, maybe subliminally, I said, oh, it's not going to be as bitey. Yep. You wouldn't put not, a you know yeah. quad IPA in a pink can, no. right? That's it also might speak to my alcoholism. Yes. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, but seriously, that is what I'm I was... drinking a light beer. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was inherently thinking, and, and um, I did just sneak a tad little sip. That's a great beer. Yeah, yeah thank That's you a really, really good beer. Speaking of it. crushable summer IPAs, you guys have have uh, designed another beer with our good friends at Drecker. I got to hear about what's going on there. Yeah, so our good buddies at Drecker were out here uh, a little bit ago, and we started brewing. We have a collab coming out in August with them um, that's going to be called Woe Bundy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Whoa, Bundy? Whoa, yeah. okay. Whoa, Bundy. Yeah, okay. Anyone? From Married with Children. Yeah. I got it, okay. Love you don't know marriage. that reference? Uh, maybe. Okay, I, just, I love okay. it. That's hilarious. Okay. You yeah. got me with that one, yeah. So it's going to be coming out in 12-ounce cans, but we're going to be using their artwork, which is... Very different than our styles that we've been talking about. It is very, you're very right. great Contrasting yeah. styles to the to the tenth degree for sure. Um, but yeah, it's also. I mean, this is going to be another crushable IPA. Uh, there's going to be some grapefruit, peach, apricot. They're giving us a lot of the uh, hot profile for this beer, um, which is a bit different than than our typical profiles. So I'm I'm super excited. This will hit shelves in. Uh, on April 12th, I think you'll start seeing it around Minneapolis, and also nice. we're. August, gosh. Um, That's and right. then uh, it's going, its release is going to be at In Cahoots up in Northeast, put on by Reg's, Red Stag Supper Club. So if you oh, mention this, cool. I, forgive me, I might have missed it because I was looking at the label. But when you do a co- 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 collaboration, co- collaboration um, with, with a brand like Drecker that's pretty well known, along with you guys, it's pretty well known. How does that label work? I mean, do you, do you just create something completely different or do you kind of mix the two together? I think it depends on who you're collaborating with. Um, this one, we did want to kind of go more their style with our labels. So because uh, they make great beer. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're. Just a solid. Do you force. think you're the Drekkers of Minneapolis? Is that what you'd want to be? I mean, they're self-distributed I mean, too, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I would. We would love that, obviously. Yeah. But um, I got maybe really they wish at those they were guys. the Abels of Fargo. See? I don't know. I'm See? so <laughs> mad at them because I think they've caught like lightning in a bottle. Their brand. I mean, yeah. I really think it's something special. Yes. And I said, go as fast as you can to rule the world. And they're like, we don't want to do that. And I thought. What are you in business for unless you're going to go for it? And I get not everybody does that, but they have something that's super, super special. So if you're tying with them, I think that's uh, a huge validity piece for you guys, too. Yeah. Thank you for sure. That's yeah. Thank you. So and that'll be out in August, you said, correct? Yep. Um, all right, so how many beers now do you guys have kind of year-round seasonal that we might not have touched on yet so far from Able Brewing Company? By the way, uh, this Friday, 5 to 7 Minneapolis, this Saturday, 3 to 5 at Wiper Lake, you can sample Able Brewing for free at Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Um, so we touched on Supergiant, First Light, and Better Selves. We also have Cosmic Fruit, which is a pale ale um, that has a really nice, uh, some citrusy hops in there, so it has that nice citrus Ness coming through mm-hmm. um, and then in the fall we'll bring back our black wolf which is uh, stout uh, I, it is just a delicious delicious easy drinking stout um, and then in the interim we just have these limited re- releases coming out just about one every month so really cool yeah it's it's nice because so many of your beers play so well just to this summer weather especially mm-hmm. right now and and then you know you guys are mixing in these these cool, uh, you know, rotators and one-offs, and I'm really excited about that Drecker beer. I think that's going to be you oh, it'll be huge. Both, is that so? Is that going to be released under the Drecker label? Then is that it's under our label, under brewed at label. our okay. and uh, our t- our brewery, and so we'll be the ones distributing. Actually, we had some sales, some of our salespeople off in Moorhead today, getting getting orders up for twelve or sixteen ounce cans because I know Drecker does the sixteen. So <laughs> the, the release in the Twin Cities is going to be there. Are in. Um, 12-ounce cans, but the release out there, I believe they had talked about doing 16-ounce cans with more our, our 
style. Cool. There, if Very cool. Happens, so. Well, that's a good company to partner with. Well, anyway, um, if people want to find out more information about you guys and uh, where they can locate your beer, events that are coming up associated with Able Brewing Company, all that's available online, I assume, correct? Absolutely. Ablebeer.com. That is our, yep. <laughs> <laughs> our awesome. Instagram, everything else, I think, is the Able Brewery. And uh, two tastings this weekend, Ryan. I know you're a big fan of these guys. Yeah, and I, you know, again, these these six packs are seven ninety nine throughout the month of July. That's a great deal. And it's it really is. I mean, again, I don't think you're going to find a better value in the store right now. So. You go to either location over the weekend at those times, sample the beer for free, and then get a really killer deal on a six-pack, too. And you guys are all over social media promoting events just like this, too. Yeah, elevatedbws.com. Of course, you know you can find everything uh, elevated there, but also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, those those uh, new brew posts are still going up, and there's a lot of great beer coming out, out right now. So if you're not following us, you're you're not uh, you're not up to date. You're not you know? one of the cool yeah. kids. <laughs> That's exactly right. right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, John Br- Bridget, thank you so much for coming, and we really yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you for having us. You got Thanks, it, guys. Uh, Able Brewing Company, get the guest here again this Friday from five to seven in Minneapolis. This Saturday from three to five, they are the beer of the month. Check them out online and find out more at elevatedbws.com. That's Frat. This is Reavers. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni. We're welcoming a couple of new friends here to the Beer Show. We're welcoming in Scott and Luke from Sody's Cigar in Stillwater. Uh, a couple of people that I've been working with, uh, Michael, down the hall at the uh, at the podcast. I on know, Garage I'm Logic awfully excited to have these guys on. Because you're a cigar guy. We I just am had a cigar Ryan guy. from Elevated on. He's a huge cigar guy. I'm an asthma sufferer, so I am not a cigar guy, but I can appreciate uh, that industry as a whole. So, first of all, welcome, fellas. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for having us. Uh, for, uh, before we get to the reason why you're here, I want to give you the chance to kind of tell people about uh, the the new store, uh, the new store over in Stillwater, and uh, kind of your guys' history with, with that store, that area, and uh, and your and your mission. Absolutely. Well, about three years ago, I started a shop up in Osceola, Sodi Cigar, and it's gone really great. And Luke and I have had this vision for about the last couple of years to how can we get a really cool store that's bigger, that's in the metro area, yeah. that we can have a neat smoking lounge. So after struggling with a few little things that cropped up with city councils and so on, we finally got this great shop down in um, in Stillwater, actually Oak Park Heights, right on Highway 36 there in, in uh, the Stillwater area. And it's just been an awesome store for us. We have a huge selection of cigars, and we have a great smoking lounge of people are all the time smoking and enjoying the cigars, and it's just been a great, great experience for us. So if people are going out to Lift Bridge, that's got to be close, right? Lift Bridge is like a mile away or less. Oh, yep. perfect. So that's you can really have... God, I hate those guys. We were actually yeah. there today. <laughs> you were there today. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 spot. As so, Mango Blonde is filled in my garage fridge right now. <laughs> One thing about cigars and me, it's a little difficult in the winter, right? Because I can't smoke cigars in my house. What kind of things do you guys do for filtration? Is that a big deal for you to, so the air smells fresh when you're inside? It is a big deal. In fact, we, uh, to get this uh, shop put together, we had to have a kind of an expert come in and put together really state of the art mm-hmm. air filtration and removal system. And it's worked just wonderfully. Uh, you walk in there, there's no smell at all in the shop. When you go into the actual smoking lounge, um, the smoke removal was so quick that it could, there's a, Certain number of parts per million it takes sure, to smoke. It's, it's turning it that fast. Yeah, I don't know what the and, thing, yeah. but it turns over all the time. We've had up to what twenty five people smoking in there, all smoking cigars. Wow! And the air is just it's just clean. It's really good. So you can walk in there and have a cigar and not come out smelling like you've been sitting in an ashtray or something. Sure, no that's a, that's that a huge deal. It's a huge yep, deal for cigar deal. smokers, yeah. especially when wintertime comes down. Yep. yep. And just to step in here too, we we made a point to have our retail space separate from our smoking space. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go in and not smell like cigar smoke at all, you can just go in a real space. Retail space and our humidor, all that, and and uh, the, the cigar smoke stays in Nothing the lounge. Nothing smells better than when you walk into a humidor. <laughs> you get this kind of a feeling of the Dominican or Cuba or Nicaragua, and you're thinking, this is what it must smell like when these tobaccos are sitting in a warehouse that have to because they have to be moist, right? So there has to be a bunch of humidity in there. Yep. It just smells weirdly delicious it's wonderful yeah isn't it just it, it's you the, feel like you're in the tropics yep there's a, a wonderful smell and especially when you open a fresh box of cigars mm-hmm. it's just the aroma of that beautiful uh, tobacco smell from nicaragua or honduras or dominican republic it just smells wonderful and of course the humidor you have a whole 
I don't know, 200 boxes of it sure. that smell just great in there. So, so, so Luke, Luke's uh, a young guy. That. I didn't mean to interrupt nope, you. Reverse. Go ahead, Michael. Um, so it, it, I believe that cigar smoking is like a way of life, right? Do Absolutely. I, and I, as I smoke cigars, I don't think to myself, oh, I'm really getting a lot of smoke. That's not what I'm shooting for. I'm going for this full, relaxed thing. What yes. makes a guy like you, you're a young guy, what makes a guy like you be passionate about cigars? Um, you know, it's something I picked up back when I was in grad school, actually. And mm-hmm. as funny as it is, you know, my father's, um, you know, doing this a while too here. I actually got him to cigars. Um, I've always been into, I always heard it on the collecting side of things. Mm-hmm. I like to collect things. And as I've grown um, in that, um, I just realized how amazing it is to just be able to relax. Kind of like what you said. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the whole point is having an amazing experience. It's not about, uh, you know, finding the most expensive cigar, the most, you know, hard to find cigars something like that it's it's all about having a cigar taking your time enjoying the flavors of it like and, an hour like uh, a, yeah. having a taking a long time absolutely yeah. there's many different sizes you can have a cigar that might last you 15 20 minutes a really mm-hmm. short little cigar you can have a cigar we have cigars in our shop it might take a guy three days to smoke yeah. you're kidding <laughs> well not quite That's three probably days but a long time oh, okay. well, you know where you could sit down show. and watch a, a, a football game and have you know the first half of the football game be an entire cigar i mean it's yep. it's yeah. it's this because you're not dragging on it every minute reverse you know you're not gunning it down you're just literally in the moment it's one of the very few times when i smoke cigars when i'm not paying attention to my cell phone right yep. it puts you on a different plane plus there is some weird smoker's buzz you get from it sure. you're like oh i'm a little relaxed now it's <laughs> fantastic too bad you have asthma reverse it's I absolutely know, fantastic I well i work with a guy that uh will will just sit and enjoy and yeah that's that's yeah. what he likes to do that's his thing so yeah. uh, you know i noticed one of the big things in the cigar business is this kind of forced prohibition where they're saying hey you can't buy cigars unless you're 99 years old like they're trying to do in hawaii right <laughs> Wait, they're trying to, trying to pass a law in hawaii I, I might not be right but you have to be 99 years old to, to buy cigars or to buy tobacco products and they just happen to lump cigars into the exact same tobacco as a marlboro red or a vaping tool which are two completely different things in my mind right completely different experiences but they're trying to they don't want to outlaw them right they want to just do this backhanded prohibition to say a tax thing no it's no they just don't want people to smoke cigarettes but then they're mistakenly putting cigars into the mix ah, and yeah. i don't know you know the state of minnesota is is a great state but they like to do some stuff like that have you guys worried about that in the past well the you're talking to probably there's an fda ruling that several years back they they wanted to put they, they wanted to get as few people smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. as possible and they lumped cigars into that well cigarettes are machine made by the billions and mm-hmm. cigars are handmade by the maybe thousands sure. and they're all they're all individually wrapped individually grown there's there's all handmade they're not machine made at all and that and law the, was targeting for the young smoker yeah, absolutely they're, they're, yeah. they're the one young smokers but every scientific evidence or not scientific but um surveys they've done have said that young people do not smoke cigars they're absolutely a strong for them probably a little more expensive than like mm-hmm. they just don't go for it they mm-hmm. go for vaping and and marlboros like you said or winston so yeah. but unfortunately they've lumped cigars in with it and um, they're, so they're working now to try to separate those out and say cigars need to be looked at on a different basis than cigarettes. Yeah, they had a really totally different products. A couple of weird things. They made the packaging for cigars. You had to have a certain amount of the label be the description of what it can do to you, right? Yep. This negative. <laughs> and all these guys that were making these art filled, the cigar boxes are art. Yep. And they were saying, well, you're, you're ruining it for us. And then no one would come out with a new cigar because they had to have every new line of cigars tested. And it was too expensive. So this is where Trump comes in. Trump said can't we punt on that for a little while? And they pushed that out so all these cigar makers could continue making new brands of cigars. It would be just like the beer industry saying every new beer you come out with has to be 100% tested. The whole Every new batch of that beer needs to be 100% tested. Oh, boy. And it, it, would, it would have just ground cigars down to nothing. It absolutely would. And the, the worst thing about it is they had no criteria as to what they were testing for mm-hmm. and, how, and how to test. They had no uh, no materials to test it with, so it's completely up in the air, and no one has any answers for it, but still, these deadlines keep coming, but fortunately, they've been able to push the deadlines back until they just hopefully say, let's just not worry about cigars. Let's make cigarettes our target, not cigars. Yeah. All right, so the reason we had you guys come in is you guys are, are having a really cool event that we're showcasing that I know, Mike, you're going to hear the details of this event, and you're not going to be interested whatsoever. All right, this won't be right um, in my wheelhouse. So, so okay. tell the listener about this really cool event that you guys are doing with the Sodi Cigar. Sure, so we're doing an event with Ashton Cigars uh, next next Friday, the 26th, from 5 to 8 o'clock. And Ashton uh, is, consists of the Ashton brand, the San Cristobal brand, and the uh, La Roma de Cuba brand. And essentially what we're doing is it's a $10 ticket. With that ticket, you get a cigar, and you get $10 towards 
a purchase of of their products during that event. Cool. And with that, um, the 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 real cool thing is they do a tasting. So they the, um, their rep Sam will come in. He'll lead a, a a tasting event and pair that with whiskey, dark chocolate, and almonds. Mm. And so uh, we're yeah. we're not going to count attendance, but it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's going to be great. <laughs> and then uh, with, with that, with the ticket, you get raffle tickets. With um, uh, the Ashen products, you get raffle tickets. And the other night, we're out raffling off like seven hundred dollars worth of uh, stuff. And it's going to mm, be cool. This huge, awesome uh, Ashton Savoy humidor and a box of Ashton Symmetry Robusto. What? No, tell us exactly when is that? When is that again? Yep, it's next Friday from five to eight o'clock. So, uh, so there's a guy sitting on his butt next Friday. Doesn't have a lot of buddies. Like cigars, he has some. Why are you making fun arm. of me? I'm just not. I'm not <laughs> pointing to you. But what a great way to meet like-minded, yep. good guys. Oh, good Absolutely. point. Yep. Right. I mean, that it's it, it's not easy. If you're 40 years old and you don't have a bunch of buddies, if you go to Sodi's and sit down and have a cigar, you're going to meet 10 guys that night. I know that sounds weird, but it's not that easy to meet buddies when you're 40, right? Yep. And and you hang out, you have a cigar with them once a week and enjoy it and, and really make some good buddies that way. That sounds like a great way to do it. And we've seen from all walks of life, young, old, um, um, entry level labor workers to to you know I don't think we've had a chief of police in there yet we've had some some folks like that you know just all all levels and it's just it's a place where titles and ages that don't matter you just you 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 come in and you have a relaxing experience and talk about maybe a for cigars mayor and, of a fake town yeah, <laughs> yeah could send be. them over <laughs> we call that B T O L brothers of the leaf yeah Ooh, I love that all connected together oh i like that we really are i feel that exact same thing in fact it's funny that you're a father and son team and many cigar makers i mean it is uh, these guys who build it it, their sons are in i'm thinking uh, drew estates right it's the whole families and they're naming their all the cigars after their kids it's it's really a family run business there's some big mega companies out there but they're uh, what you guys probably sell are these family-run businesses. They might be making 10 million cigars a year, but still, that's not that many compared to what Philip Morris was making in, c- in cigarettes. You Absolutely. know, it's, it's night and day difference. Reavers, it's too bad. Too bad. You can, maybe you don't have asthma. Just no, bring I, your inhaler. Trust yeah. me, I do. Okay. But you know what I was thinking about um, when you were kind of laying out the groundwork of, of, of your beautiful new showroom and how... There's got to be the one guy that says, where's all the cigar smoke? I want, you know, because it's going in and the air is too clean. I've got to imagine that that happens once in a while. I haven't. Because I'm thinking of my grandpa. I'm thinking (laughs) because my grandpa loved a room full of cigar smoke. You Mm -hmm. know, and that's just what. That's ju- that was just his thing. So I was thinking, there's got to be the guy that walks in and goes, "Where's all the cigar smoke? I want to." I want to. Most people in. remember is their grandparents, right? Yep. That's where you get that smell because a lot of people smoked in their homes then. So you'd walk sure. into your grandpa's house and yep. you're like, "Ah, it smells like cigars." That brings the back that yeah. family right thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, absolutely. It, it absolutely that. Yep. It's funny and how pipes, it sends pipes also pipes. Yes, yeah, yeah. very much so. You, so you don't you, do you sell pipe tobacco? Yeah, we have oh, pipes. Yeah. Pipe tobacco too. Okay. So do cigar and pipe. So we have pipes and uh, cigars. And uh, we have a lot of people buy pipes. Pipe uh, smokers always have many kind of pipes. They don't mm-hmm. just have one. They have straight pipes and curved pipes. Sure. And Corn all cob different and, kinds of pipes. Yeah. yeah, they like different kinds and different kinds of, of uh, tobacco to smoke. And we have them down there. Back to the event really quick. Uh, next Friday, um, is are we capping it at a certain number of people? How's point, that going to work? I don't think so. Um, okay. We're seeing a pretty good amount of interest in it. Cool. And if it gets to a point where we think we need to cap it, we'll certainly make an announcement about this. But nah, just give the fire marshal a couple seriously, cigars. Get outside. We're going to let him yeah, just ever stand there and yeah. do it. You'll, well, you you'll think, take care though, of them. Ten bucks, and you get more than ten dollars worth. That's what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, There's going to be a lot more people than you anticipate yeah, showing up. Yeah, name, name another company that has an event. It says, "Hey, for ten bucks you get a cigar," and then you're going to take that ten bucks and spend it on cigars. So there, it's not it, cigars are nothing about money. It has nothing to do with money. Cigar smoking. What yep. does it have to do with Michael? It has to do with relaxation. Honest exactly. to God, it, 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 in my mind, I can go sit on my deck and lose myself in a cigar for an hour and a half, and I can't do that. I couldn't. I can't sit down and watch a movie. Right, I, yeah. I can't relax for a movie. Boy, if I have a cigar, and it doesn't even have to be it, cigars. You know, they're expensive; they're ten bucks or whatever. Yep. But it it doesn't have to be a fifty dollars cigar. It can be a ten bucks cigar, and I can lose myself for an hour. And so, a half what easier. you're saying is that Sodi Cigar, Sodi Cigar and Pipe dot com. Yep. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're not just selling cigars; they're selling therapy and a way of life. <laughs> right? It, it, you're right, Reavers. It, yeah. You're absolutely right. Well done. Of course I am. You didn't even know. You don't even smoke and you knew it. I know. I know. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering, because I'm very familiar with the, the boom of craft beer, 
Are we seeing that with craft cigar? I mean, is that kind of going the same the same route? How is that working? Absolutely. So we're seeing more and more small companies pop up here. Um, a lot, and it's very similar to beer, where so and so was uh, was a, a blender disc company, and they've and they've and they've learned, and then now they've grown their own company. We also see a ton of collaboration. Sure. You see that a lot. There are maybe eight or ten uh, guys in the industry: AJ Fernandez, Matt Booth, um, you know, Caldwell's, people like that. They're out there, and they'll 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 blend with everyone. AJ Fernandez, especially, um, you know, they're they're every every company it seems like out there has, has a blend with him. Um, and uh, it's yeah, there's tons of small companies popping up. It's very similar to the wine industry, just small families, small regions, a lot of terroir. So does it work in the same vein, you know, with with hops and varietals that? There's a, there's oh there's a new hop we discovered. Does the same thing work with the with with cigars or are blend. you limited yeah, to? There's, there's new blends, okay. right? Yeah, there's new blends, and everything depends on. The, the what the blenders do. We have from some tobacco from this country, mm-hmm. some from this country. This person would work on a special hybrid tobacco for this, and these blenders are like mad scientists. They sit around and create these great blends. They go, oh, does that taste good? Yeah. Now they'll, put, now they'll put them into barrels to get different flavors yep, in yep, them. So bourbon that's, barrel that, yeah, they're, they're You're kidding. No, no. That's one of the things is getting into the business is you're, you have to have a lot of tobacco, and it takes a while to, for yeah. tobacco to grow in age. Yep. So you have to kind of jump in as a blender to someone else to build your own brand. So it's, you're saying the hazy IP Cigars coming. Yeah, they have <laughs> roughly that thing. They sure. have that kind of concept. You were going to say something, Scott. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying there's so many different kinds of blends out there, so many kinds of cigars. And as Luke said, it keeps growing and growing and growing. Like the craft beer, where people are putting all these great flavors together and they're they're blending their beer or mm-hmm. at least they're blending their wine for really cool stuff. And cigar industry is the same way. I just got a text and we didn't mention how do you buy the tickets? I just got a text from my <laughs> buddy. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned the event. You didn't say how we get tickets. Well, I wish we were more on top of our online presence that we had tickets. <laughs> Stay online. Unfortunately, you have to stop into the shop. Perfect. Buy a ticket there, or you can just come during the event. Just show up. Just show so up. Day you guys are going to take them. Absolutely fine. Come on, absolutely. We're not capping it. Awesome, guys. Thanks. That was a lot of fun. Great. Thanks and, for having and us. And good here. luck again. The event is next Friday. Next Friday, five to eight. Sodi Cigar and Pipe. Awesome. Yep. Continuing success to you guys. Thank you very much. You got it. Thank Appreciate you, it, guys. Michael. Thank you, sir. Reavers, you're the best. I am the best. And if you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast, and you can find it online at scorenorth.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the beer show this week. Uh, we are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios for Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next Thursday night at six. Until then, cheers.